get when you take two loud, crazy sons of bitches that know sports and give them microphones? One badass podcast. Let's go! From football to basketball to baseball and hockey. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. Loud and in your face. But unlike other sports shows, we don't have a stick up our ass. Well, maybe off the clock on a Friday night after a bender, but that's our business. Welcome to Time Out with CT and Chris. ready <laughs> one two three <laughs> welcome ladies and gentlemen to the first ever episode of Time Out with ct and chris as you've seen before i am ct the man to my right is chris um welcome to the new show guys um chris and i have decided to start a new sports podcast Time Out with ct and chris as you can see is what we're doing um it's gonna be a lot of fun to hear us. Um, you know, we're going to cover from basketball, football, hockey, baseball, tennis, fucking lacrosse. It don't matter. Whatever we see and we think is worthy of touching on, we think is funny, whatever we can make something good out of it, we're going to touch on. Um, we're going to get a little reckless from time to time as Chris is taking a sip of his liquor already. So we're already starting off on a good note tonight. Um, That's how we do. <laughs> but it, it, it's going to be a fun time. Um all, everything that we um, were working on previously is still working, still going on to it. Um, but yeah, welcome to the new new beginning of Time Out with CT and Chris. I'm like, Chris, take a day, and then we'll get right into what we're doing. Yeah, I just want to welcome everybody, man. I'm really excited about this journey we're about to go on, and I hope that you just, you know, stay with us every step of the way. And stay tuned because I promise you it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So first on tonight's docket. So the NFL came out with their hardest and easiest schedules. But I guess you've already seen the notes. I can't really ask you that. But so number, I think, it's, I'm guessing it's top to bottom. Like first is hardest, I'm assuming. Yeah. So the easiest schedule in the NFL is the Eagles. Then Dallas, then Atlanta, Tampa Bay is 29, then tied for 27 is Minnesota and Denver, then Carolina at 25, New York at 20, at or Carolina at 26, the Giants at 25, then tied for 23rd is Indy and Buffalo, 22nd is New Orleans, tied for 19th is New England, the Jets, and San Francisco, 18 is Jacksonville. 19 is the Chargers. Tied for 15th is Houston and Washington football team. Tied for 13 is Arizona and Tennessee. Tied for 11th is Seattle and Kansas City. 10 is the Rams. 9 is Cleveland. 8 is the Raiders. Tied for 6th is Detroit and Cleveland. 5th is Minnesota. 4th is Green Bay. 
Third is Chicago. Second is Baltimore. And the hardest schedule in the NFL this year is Pittsburgh. So here's my thing. Do you think Pittsburgh has another Cinderella run into a meltdown? Or what is it this year? I personally, I never thought Pittsburgh was that good anyway. I always, like, when they was 11-0, I said they're probably the worst 11-0 team, 11-0 team I had ever seen. It's just because the strength of schedule, things just lined up for them that way. And now you see, okay, they finish, they end up finishing first in the division, I believe. And so you have to play a first-place schedule when they're not that good. Um, I think they upgraded their running back. If I'm not, they got to end up getting Najee Harris, right? Mm. So they upgraded at running back, but I mean, if you look at receiving, they really haven't done too much. And Big Ben's another year older, so I this might be Mike Tomlin's first losing season as a head coach. You think in that division, he's you think that's the third best team in that division? Yeah, I think third best because I put I struggle between Baltimore and Cleveland, who's one and two, but I put Baltimore and Cleveland both above them. Who else is in that division? Cincinnati. Oh, they might be the fourth best team in that division if Joe Burrow. Uh, he's coming off a, he's coming off ACL injury, so. Yeah, but I mean, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. He got some dudes out there. For sure. So why uh why Oakland got the eighth hardest schedule or Vegas got the eighth hardest schedule in the damn NFL? Mm, that's just how it ended up. What uh, place y'all fin- What place did y'all finish in the division? Second. Yeah, Third. I mean, you play well. No, but that's bullshit. Because Kansas City got tied for the eleven. Y'all I mean, trash asses. That's just how it. Like, that's just how it works sometimes, man. And Philly, the thing about Philly is they got an easy schedule, but I still think they missed the playoffs. They probably finished last in that division still. Ah, man. The Giants are going to win the division, for real. I'd probably say the Cowboys. Because if you look at their strength of schedule, the Cowboys is 34. They're right above us. They're right above us. And they have the best quarterback in the division, and they have the best receiving core. So they easily, I think they easily finished number one division. They probably should get a, they probably should get a home playoff game. Well, they will get a home playoff game because they won division. But I'm saying they probably should get a first round by. They should end up with the best division, or the best record in the NFC. I'm not saying they're the best team, but I'm saying you they, they end, end up with the, the best, best record, record in the whole NFC. Yeah, I mean, because if you look at it, NFC is pretty weak, and they have the. In the strength of schedule, they have the 31st in the strength of schedule. I think they should finish. I think they should finish with the best record in the NFC. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that to some two two things back to back that to me don't make a lick of fucking sense. And I love so it. the Jaguars are signing, they just officially signed him this morning to uh Tim Tebow to a one-year deal as a tight end. But then, like a day later, two days later, Giants are signing former first-round wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin, who is switching positions to tight end. He last played in the NFL in 2018. All right, so is Tebow a trend starter? 
I'm let you shoot first on this one. I mean, I think it's stupid. Like, why? Why? If you're Tim Tebow, why are you doing it now? You're 34. By the time the NFL season starts, you'll be 35. You weren't good as a quarterback. So now you're trying to come back as tight end after Urban Meyer even said in college that you should have been a fucking tight end in the NFL. Why all of a sudden? What the fuck happened? And then Kelvin Benjamin didn't booger me for all and say it. Uh, what, a couple years ago, he was like, that man's one Popeye's biscuit away from being the tight end. That man's a fucking tight end now, man. So do you think these two make the roster? Do you see the 53-man roster? Um, You got Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is a tight end for the Giants. I, and I Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I don't see Kyle, I don't see Kelvin Benjamin making the Giants roster per se, but if he shows enough, he might make another roster. But the thing is, he was he was a solid receiver when he was in shape. So the thing is, he's only moving to tight end because he can't stay in shape. Like he, I don't, he's it's just so I question his work ethic because all he had to do was keep his weight down, and he was a solid receiver. Right. So, so I question his work ethic. So I don't even know if I would waste my time bringing him in because I've seen that he's not willing to do the work to to stay in shape at the position that he was in like you I'm moving you to tight I'm moving you to tight end because you can catch because you're good and because you're overweight basically but here's my so here's my thing will he be one would he be one of the best tight ends in football if he could just stay in a little bit of shape it's it's possible, man, but I mean, at the end of the day, he could have got a payday. He could have got a huge payday at wide receiver if he stayed in shape. But the thing is, at the end of the day, is you have to have some level of work ethic because you're gonna keep spiraling and spiraling. And next thing you know, this man's gonna be on the O line. <laughs> like, Damn. so you gotta. I mean, in some way, it's like he has to. Honestly, it's like a. It's like Eddie Lacy a couple years ago. If I sign Kelvin Benjamin. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna have certain weights that he has to be at, right? In order and to order to make his money. So I mean, right. it is what it oh, is. Oh yeah, there's you gonna can, be. I mean, well, like, I mean, I don't know because weight. I mean, yeah, he was out of shape, but weight was never an issue to the, the teams he played for. No, right? Man, he was the man. The man was walking around with a gut. No, he had a beer belly for sure. Absolutely, 100%. But here's my thing. You never heard, like, that being the complaint about him from teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, teams weren't saying, oh, he's too out of shape to play receiver. But he, he was. Just, you saw, did, you see, uh, did you see the video when he came in overweight to Carolina and he tried to run a route? Mm. He couldn't. <laughs> the man looked like. The man looked like he was running in quicksand. Oh, Lord. Nah, he was a big dude, though. How big is he? And then, let me just touch on the Tebow stuff real quick. He only got that job because of Urban Meyer. Because any at 30, for one, at 34, in the NFL, you're kind of already over the hill. And to be bringing in and starting a new position at 34, you only get that because of Urban Meyer. And the thing is, Tebow had the, op- had the opportunity to switch to tight end years ago. People wanted him to play tight end or fullback, and he didn't want to do either. He wanted to be a quarterback. And then, so once that didn't work out, he decided to go play baseball. Couldn't make the majors. 
now he's back to fo- football. So it's just a scene like to me that Tebow just wants to be in the limelight at this point. And that's, the thing is, he's great. He's, he's great on ESPN. So I don't know why you don't just take like be a college football analyst. We love you on ESPN. We love to hear you talk. Like it's still a lot of love for you. You're one of the greatest college football players of all time. Go ahead, stick with being a college football analyst, and I'm fine with that. But don't try to push yourself into professional sports where you don't belong. You didn't belong. You didn't deserve, in my humble opinion, you didn't deserve a shot in Major League Baseball, and you don't deserve a shot to play at tight end because when you had the opportunity to switch, you turned it down, and now you're taking a roster spot from somebody who's actually been working. Right, to get right, to right, that right. Situation. Exactly. And and that's my problem. And the locker room is never going to get behind it. If he makes a roster, I don't think the locker room ever gets behind so here, him. Urban Meyer could lose that locker room in his first year. So my thing is this. So Tebow, if they buy into Tebow, or if they do buy into it, like they're like, all right, fuck it. Let's see what he's about. And they buy in, he could be a good locker room guy. Because Tebow's just a good fucking guy. Like You, just, you hear him talking, you're just like, yep. You're a decent human, but you're just right. a good human. But how many guys is going to listen to a third-string tight end who doesn't deserve the opportunity? Tell, hey, don't lie in, me. ball out. Don't lie, don't lie to me. If you tell me you're bringing him in to be a gadget player like Taysom Hill, listen, try it out. I'm fine with that. But be honest with me. Don't tell me you bring him in to play tight end. Just go ahead and sign you. I think the thing is, Urban Meyer is scared to sign him as a quarterback and then use him like they use Taysom Hill. I feel like you should just just, just do it. Just sign him as a quarterback, use him like you do with Taysom Hill. Tell us that's what, you, that's what your plan is to use him as a gadget player because I wouldn't be upset with that because you can do some of the same thing. Tebow can move, so you can have him split out wide. You can run flea flickers. He can still throw the ball at a – like we saw Julian Edelman throw the ball. He's, he's, he's a better thrower than Julian Edelman, so I feel like, you know, he's, he might, he's at least at Taysom Hill level, so I feel like he can do that, so don't lie no. to me. No, no, Just, no. Here, so here's the thing. That'll never fucking work out. That, 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 no, that'll never fucking work out. He's not, he's not athletic enough to be a Swiss Army knife like Taysom Hill. Yeah, I think, bro, Tebow's 35. <laughs> You're right, and Tebow was never. I always tell people, Tebow was never speed. He was more of a power runner. Oh, Tebow will knock your fucking lights out, but he ain't gonna outrun nobody. So Kelvin Benjamin, I looked it up. I mean, he's fat, but he's two forty five. <laughs> he might be two forty five now, man. When I seen that video with him with the Panthers a couple years. Oh ago, no, 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 no! He he was fat, but he's six he six like, or six <laughs> six five two forty five. He looked like Marshawn Lynch out there, man. Yeah, he's fat. The man was man was one cheeseburger away from having his hands in the dirt. Speaking of having your hands in the dirt, so the Broncos Jadavion have Clown. released. Uh, <laughs> so the Broncos have released uh, Jaywan James after he tore his Achilles away from the facility. All right, so I got an interesting, I guess, question. Not really question, but kind of like what doesn't make sense so you're telling me i can't work out away from the facility i think it's a little bit more than that they want to know exactly what happened because you look at john wall with the wizards when he tore his achilles he said he fell in his bathroom did anybody actually believe that story no he did it at like a nightclub or something 
boom. They, that's that's what I'm saying. But so, but here's the thing though. So like, all right. So we both have jobs. So like, if our job is like, nah, you can't go and help your sister move because you're working. What? Excuse me. I'm an adult. Like, so I get it. He got hurt away from the facility, and I get that. And I understand. Like, all right, cool. Maybe, maybe he was doing something. But like, I don't get. So why do you release him from that? For that, I mean, it's just a it's a weird situation, man. Because it's like, to me, it's just like you you're never sure what he was doing. Because what if you're looking at something like a Jason Pierre Paul situation? Blew his fucking fingers off of fireworks. Yep, bro. Every Fourth of July, I think about that. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, you're like. Because I'm like, bro, I don't want to blow my fucking hand off. That would suck. Can you imagine trying to play video games with no fingers? This man still ain't got no fingers, but he, he's a Super Bowl champion. That's all that matters. He, he ain't got a finger to wear the ring on. But is he two times? I don't know. Did he win I don't know if he time? won. Did he win? With, he I there? don't remember if he was, was. Wasn't that Michael Strahan? I know Michael Strahan was there for the first one when they beat New England. Let me do a quick. Uh, yeah, he's a two-time Google Super Bowl champion. Or so he won that second one in 2011. Let me tell you right now. Hold so, on. Yeah, 2011 when he when they beat New England. So you you beat Brady in the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl with Brady. Yeah, so I mean, shoot, you're a three-time, and he made a Pro Bowl with this last year. This oh, last he's a Hall of Famer. Hall of very good. I mean, he's, he, he'll make he ain't like first ballot. Hall of very good. Yeah. So um, the Packers made an interesting, um, I guess we'll call it move. Um, they signed Blake Bortles to a one year deal. So now you have Blake Bortles, Jordan Love, and Aaron Rodgers all in the quarterback room. Blake Bortles or Aaron Rodgers is not on that team and during the at week one. Jordan Poole's on it. I mean, Jordan. Uh, Love. Jordan Love, he's on the team. But Blake Bortles or Aaron Rodgers, one of them doesn't is not on the team. And the thing is you sign Blake Bortles as an insurance in case you lose Aaron Rodgers so that you can. The thing is, I don't think Green Bay is as high. On Jordan Love as they was when they drafted him, because if no. they was, they would be. They would. I think they would have been moved on from there. So my thing is, if you're Green Bay, do you go ahead and pull the trigger now, and not let Aaron sit there and get older? Like I'm not saying like he's getting older day by day, but you go one more season in Green Bay, you've been there damn near. You've been there damn near twenty years. Fucking been there fifty eight years. Your body's starting to get old. Do you, do you hold on to him, or do you just pull the trigger and let him go? See what you can get. Because I saw a mock trade yesterday for the Raiders and the Broncos. That shit was like Derek Carr, this year's first-round pick, like four first-round picks over the next four years. I was like, God, dog. Oh, hell oh. no. Four first-round picks? Five, technically. Because if you're trading Alex Linwood from this year, 
So would like, you do, do that you, trade? I would give Derek Carr in three firsts. And I'd hold on to the offensive tackle in one first and one first over the next couple of years. I give you Derek Carr two firsts and a third. I would take that if I'm Green Bay. Because Derek Carr can win you ball games. But the thing is, I don't think is I don't think they'll take Derek Carr because then that shows that they made a mistake with Jordan Love. I mean, well, it ain't hard to fucking well. So that's the thing. But either way, so that's the case. You have to take a quarterback from somebody because what Denver's just gonna say, okay, here I'm keeping Teddy, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Locke all in the same quarterback room. Nah, Drew Locke, Drew Locke's get released. Drew Locke gets released. No, bro, there's no fucking way they're releasing Drew Locke. First round quarterback. All that. Game I like Drew. I, well, he was taking my pick. Was he? Yeah, he was taking my pick. I like Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke can go somewhere like uh, Washington. Mm, that'd if be they interesting. If they don't have their guy by next year, I think Drew Locke can end up in Washington. I think Drew Locke can play, man. I, bro, I don't understand why people hate on Drew Locke so much. He had a big arm. Yeah, and he rapped Jeezy word for word on the sideline. I was mm. killing it. <laughs> like, what? I put on for my Bro, city. that song is great. <laughs> And he, my boy was killing it word for word on the sideline. Like, my boy is bar for bar. So, do you think Vaughn Miller stays with Denver? Or do you think he's gone by week one? I think after this season, he probably looks for looks for somewhere else to go. You think, do you I'm, think if Denver trades for Aaron Rodgers, Vaughn's in the picture? Oh, no. You stay. You stay. You stay. Absolutely. Because if Aaron Rodgers come to your come to your squad, you have a chance of winning the Super Bowl. Von Miller, I think at this point, I mean Von. The thing is, it's difficult when you ask me about Von Miller. It's kind of a tricky question for me because it's like Von has a Super Bowl, so he's not in a lot of Super. He's not in a like a JJ Watt situation where you just. I thought was saying. Von 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 Miller has a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a first ballot Hall of Fame. It's like you don't really have anything right. else to accomplish. Unless you like, okay, I want to go get another Super Bowl. You don't really have anything else to accomplish. Where you look at JJ Watt, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure, but he's missing that Super Bowl MVP that he could possibly get, or just winning a Super Bowl to validate his whole career. So I think right. Bond, I think Bond is more likely he stays with Denver for most of his career till he gets well. Now that he's getting to the latter part, I can see him moving. But if Aaron Rodgers come there. I think he sticks with them. You're not going to uproot your family when your legacy is already solidified. So, but if you're Green Bay, do you ask for Von Miller back in the trade? If you're bought into Jordan Love or if you're bought into Blake Bortles for the time being, you say, hey, give me Von Miller. You you ask for the farm, but doesn't mean you're going to get the chickens. Facts. You ask for, I'm saying, you're going to ask for the moon and hope that you get a star. So I understand who, it. Who did Denver draft this year? Sertan, right? Yeah, they got Sertan. Do you Ooh, give no. up Sertan? No, nope. nope, nope. Me neither. Uh, I'm you, not either. You, you do. I mean, you do because no. the quarterback is more important. But I would try next year. To. You could get a quarterback next year in draft in the draft. You, you Denver's been trying to get a quarterback since before Peyton Manning. They failed. They. Like they've been trying to get a quarterback since John Elway. They got lucky with Peyton Manning. Now you've been trying to get a quarterback since Peyton Manning. You had Jay Cutler for a couple of years. So I mean, I feel like you know, 
It's not that easy. Okay, I can get a quarterback next year. But no, hey, man, I'm snickering. Teddy, Jay Cutler can play. Teddy can win you games, though. Nah, I'm not trying to win games. I'm trying to win Super Bowls. Winning the, game, saying, winning the games is not. What I'm saying is, with the weapons he got out there, Teddy might do all right. You're right. Courtney Sutton. Um, Sutton's going to be coming off the ACL injury. I love Jerry Judy. Melvin um, Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Philip Lindsay moved on, didn't he? Yeah, he went to um, Arizona, I think. I would have, too, because I don't think they should have ever signed Melvin Gordon because Philip Lindsay was doing his thing. Melvin Gordon sucked. Good. I mean, he got that. Hey, bro, all running backs get it, bro. You get paid and you don't talk. Look at this hot fucking girl. That was the shortest time ever. Bro's prime was, like, bro had 15 minutes of prime. I mean, it happens, man. My thing is, I'm, I'm, I would never invest that much into a court, into a running back at this point because it's unless you're Chris that, McCaffrey. Even then, man, I'd rather invest my, I'd rather invest into somebody like a Derrick Henry, somebody who's gonna be a workhorse for me, who I know can hold they're up. Right him into the fucking ground, though. But he's big, man. The hell being big, I do it anything. Look at Jerome Bettis, his old big ass. The bus. He won the Super Bowl. He's a Hall of Famer. He is Hall that of man famous. is huge, yo. I don't understand how you ever played that. They called that man the bus. The he bus. was a cheat code. Bro, he's a cheat code on Madden. Have you ever like actually? I mean, because I know you're a little bit younger than me. So my first time actually seeing Jerome Bettis play was actually in the Super Bowl that they won. So yeah, that's, before that's, that's what I remember. <laughs> against the uh, Seahawks, it was the Seahawks, uh-huh. and he actually had a good game. And I was like, "Yo, that's a big guy, man! I had never seen that that, that big, bro. He, you ain't never gonna see it again, bro. That motherfucker is huge. Yo, you see that fucking punter that uh, Pittsburgh drafted? No, I didn't. Bro, he's like two hundred and seventy-five pounds." Good lord, bro. He man, comes from I think either Florida State or Virginia Tech. I can't remember. That man, that man can fill in on the, on the defensive line if they need help. Oh, bro, hold on. What the hell is his name? I'm looking it up real quick because that motherfucker is huge, yo. Like, that, it, bro, I think Dwayne Haskins is a starting quarterback. By the way, for Pittsburgh. Hell no. By week three. Week three, bro. Calling it now. Bro, they got Josh Dobbs, too. Oh, what the hell is his name? Hunter. That's not his name. It's not Cordell Stewart. Bro, this is big motherfucker. Presley Harvin the third. He's six feet tall, 255 pounds. Bro's a hunter at Georgia Tech. I know he bro's, can boot that thing. Bro's 10 pounds heavier than Kelvin Bender. 
That's ridiculous. I know he's going to that thing. Bro, I'm talking about this motherfucker is like leaning on Messi with a, with a fucking football, bro. Like, shit is. The control he had, he got, bro, he was a seventh round pick, bro. So, you yeah. know, I want I wanted to talk about this real quick because when I was watching the fucking NFL draft, and you and I had talked about it before, like the, the Mr. Irrelevant thing. How much of a, of a piece of shit do you got to feel like that you get a jersey on it that says that you're irrelevant as fuck? Like you are a no fucking body. No, man. It's kind of dope. Because it's like I'm Mr. Irrelevant. Like everybody gave, everybody passed up on me. And now I'm about to go show the world what I'm about. Tampa Bay took Mr. Irrelevant this year. And I think they signed him like a four-year deal. I would I'm take like, Hunter or a kicker for as Mr. Irrelevant. Bro, I would take somebody that I would take somebody from the smallest college ever, like a division three. I'm talking about like fucking Marymount, Hope State, Tech, Louisiana Southern. Fuck, bro, like something fucking for site tech, bro. Like somebody, I'm taking somebody stupid. Like I'm not as well. I'm drafting somebody Facts. who's not even in the draft. I'm going to draft myself. <laughs> Thanks. I'm taking you, Caleb. You <laughs> might as well. Uh, hell, bro. Like, I'm – fuck that. Um, But moving on to some more NFL stuff. Uh, So, Stephon Diggs came out and said that he played through a torn oblique during Buffalo's playoff run last season, which begs the question, do you think more players play through injury – Right. Okay. So you're you're having the same reaction I am. So you remember when LeBron lost in the finals to the Warriors, right? And he's like, "Oh, I played with a broken hand." Or Stephon Diggs, they lose in the playoffs. Oh, fuck! I played through a torn oblique. Why what do you wait? Fun? Exactly. Why do you wait until after the fucking season is over to say something? I and I believe players play with injury all the time, but I don't like when you say it after a loss because I feel like it's a cop out. If you win. If you win, I don't care. But don't say, oh, I played with this. That's a cop-out, man. Just save it to yourself. Right. Boom, you was, you was hurt. Cool. Like, the thing is about Stefan Diz, I I said, like, it's like, I'm not blaming you for y'all losing at all. Like, you don't have to convince me that, that you was hurt. If you was hurt, you know, you cool. Hurt. Just get ready for next season. But I don't need to hear that because in my, in my mind, it's like, you trying to, you basically trying to, Exactly, and I don't like you're trying to say, like, oh man, the reason Josh Allen threw two picks is because I had a torn oblique. Like, bro, you lost, like, you don't got to come out and and defend your loss. Like, you lost, just get ready for next year, right? Go get your shit ready. It is what it is. Go enjoy Cancun. Listen, kid, I know you can play, (laughs) right, bro? Like, Like, I'm not questioning your play, and I know. And I know if you're 100%, you won't go out there and give 100%. Like, Stephon Diggs, I love you. <laughs> like, you don't have to do that. Minnesota should have never gave up Stephon Diggs. Uh, we can talk about that in episode the other day. Yeah, I mean, another day. Um, so, the Colts have their eventual left tackle reinforcement as they signed former Chiefs tackle Eric Fisher, who is recovering from a torn Achilles. Let me tell you. That's a if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm smiling ear to fucking ear right now. I got Quentin Nelson and Eric fucking Fisher on my offensive line. 
Edwards is solid. He never really lived up to that number one pick, but I I would take him. I mean, and the thing is about torn Achilles, we've seen players like we've seen offensive linemen like Brandon Brooks for the Eagles come back from a torn Achilles and make first team all pro. So I'm not really right. concerned that much. So I if I'm Carson Wentz, I like the move because he's, they're doing something that Philly failed to do. Right. Even though we had we had a solid offensive line, we had a, we probably had the best offensive line in the league the year that he was on that chair. But after that, our off, like this year, past year, offensive line, terrible. So now he's going to somebody, to a team whose priority is protecting him, and he has the best offensive guard in the game already in Quentin Nelson. And now they're trying to add a left tackle who's not a scorer by any means. So I like it. And that's all good for me because I need him to be upright for 75% of the snaps so I can get my first round pick. So, and that's my thing, bro. Like, so I do give, I give kudos to the Colts, man, because they're all about protecting their quarterbacks now. Ever since Andrew Luck retired. Yep. You didn't didn't really protect Andrew Luck like that. You got Quentin Nelson, but you didn't really, you didn't give him, like, if you didn't, if I'm, if I'm the Colts, I'm calling Andrew Luck. The thing is, it's crazy. Before they got Wentz, they actually uh, had a meeting. Uh, Jim Irsay yeah. had a meeting with Andrew Luck, and he said he was he's more retired now than he ever was. And I felt like I was one of the people who, when Andrew Luck officially like officially retired, I was like, "Oh, give him two years away from the game, and he'll miss it. He'll come back." And I still believe maybe that itch comes back to Andrew Luck. And if it does, if I'm the Colts. Listen, I love Wentz more than anybody, but if I'm the coach and Andrew Luck, wants, Andrew Luck wants to come back, you got to go. But when you look at it like Andrew Luck, it's like a lacerated kitten. I've never seen that injury before. So you got to do anything you can to protect your quarterback. So I understand the move. But shit, if I'm Andrew Luck and I hear, all right, you got Clinton Nelson moving to That's the right. That's man. Bro, their offensive line, bro. And you just drafted a kid in like the third round. Bro, what? I you got weapons? I- I want Andrew Luck to come back, man. I would love him for the Colts if Andrew Luck came back. I would too, bro. But here's the thing, and I know I've given I've given Carson with a lot of hate. Whatever, this is what it is. Andrew Luck's better than him. Absolutely, well, duh. Andrew Luck's better than half the fucking quarterbacks in the NFL right now. <laughs> two thirds, at least seventy five. He's at least seventy. There's not. 75%. There's only like two quarterbacks I'm not giving up for Andrew Luck. I'm not giving okay. up Brady. Uh, I give up Brady. At this point in his career, I give up Brady. He just won a seventh Super Bowl, bro, on a new team. Uh, <laughs> at this first, point Bruce, career, but in Bruce Arians' offense first year. At this point in career, the only people I'm not giving up is Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Russell Woods. I'm not giving up Deshaun Watson. Oh, I tell you that. I'm not giving up Patrick Mahomes either or Deshaun Watson. <clears> so, Phil, it's four quarterbacks I wouldn't give up for Andrew Luck. Oh, I didn't say Patrick Mahomes because I figured everybody – that was a foregone fucking group. Yeah, nobody. I feel that. I feel that. Nobody's giving nobody. Patrick Mahomes for anybody. Patrick Mahomes is – in Kansas – bro, I'm telling you, I was in Kansas for my 21st birthday, bro. That man is like Jesus. Oh, we're not going to do it today because I'm going to save this for later, but we got to do our Dark Horse MVP for next year too. But I'm going to save that for later for another episode. We're not going to do it today. Just sit on pins and needles because I already got my pick. Sorry to just do. But um, so the Eagles have claimed uh Kieran Johnson off of waivers from the Lions. I ain't gonna lie, bro. That's a good pickup for the Eagles. They need all the help they can get at running back. 
No, we have too many running backs. Bro, who? Miles, name one. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is the best running back in the NFC East. Any, any coming off an injury? No. They just, Doug Peterson would sit him down for, he was hurt some part of the year, but he, when he averaged like 6.7 yards a carry, which is out of this world. But Doug Damn, Peterson. Just, down every carry. Yeah. Doug Peterson was just incompetent and he didn't know to keep him in it. Keep him in and keep him playing and get him in rhythm. So we signed Jordan Howard and started taking carries away from Miles Sanders, which I never understood. So I feel like when we drafted a running back in the third round in the draft, so I don't and I like Corey Clement. So that's four running backs right there. So it's gonna be a couple of people that don't make the roster. Miles Sanders is my Workhorse, because he's a three-down back. He don't necessarily need all of them. I like Carryon Johnson. He's just a little tall to play the position. But I remember the first time I saw Carryon Johnson was in high school, man. And he was cramping up on the sideline. I saw him chugging mustard. I watched that whole game. I forgot who he was playing against, but the first time I saw Carryon Johnson, he was a receiver at that point going to Auburn. I remember when he went to Auburn. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to some NBA stuff. And this first question, I know you're going to have a good time with this one because I think we both think agree on the same thing here. We're going to find out. So the Sacramento Kings missed the playoffs for the 15th straight year. That's tied to the longest streak in NBA history. It brings me to a question for you, Mr. Chris. Is it time to fire Luke Walton and give up on him as a head coach? Luke Walton only has a job because of what, of what the Warriors was able to do. All right, thank you. That's all, I, that's all I need to hear. So Steve Kerr made him look like a good coach. He went to the Lakers, failed. Went to fucking Sacramento, failed. So I was just curious. So you think it's time to give up? You think he, he, he needs to go back to being an assistant? I think he needs to just uh, – I think he needs to sit back, juggle ropes, like go back, do his time again. But I don't think he's ready to be a head coach, clearly, because – well, I mean, it's kind of a tricky situation because if they did make the playoffs, who are they going to beat out? The Warriors? The Lakers? So the West is hard. But I feel like De'Aaron Fox is one of my favorite players in the league. So I do fuck with De'Aaron Fox, bro. I don't know. Maybe give Luke Walton one more year and see what he can do, see if he can improve on this year. But if they don't improve, then I probably it's probably time for him to go on his way. So Victor Oladipo will undergo season-ending surgery on his right quad. Bro, bro, bro. This is the same injury that held him out last Listen, time. He's just trying to get the Miami. So is it time to give up on Oladipo? Nope. He's just trying to get to Miami, man. He's in Miami. They traded for him, didn't they? Yeah. Motherfucker's in Miami, not playing. You're where you want to be. Like, oh, that's interesting. Can you stay healthy? Like bro uh, went from an MVP, bro went from an MVP conversation to ain't played a full season in three years. Give him all the time he needs, man. He needs to go off and do a singing or some shit. Give him all bro, the time he needs. That motherfucker can sing for real. He can though. That's crazy, right? Yeah, bro. That's I crazy. so I remember this, bro. This is weird. I was that show Mass Singer, bro. He was on it. And you I was, wa- bro, I was watching it with my mom and I was watching it with her. And I was like, 
I saw the. Nah, the you said right you was like, watching it, man. You was watching it. Just say it. No, I did, bro. I enjoyed that shit, but I was watching it with my my dudes at the time. I was sitting there watching with her. I do enjoy that show, though, bro. That show is hard as fuck. But like, I saw the clues. I was like, man, that's motherfucking Victor Oladipo. And they're like, man, ain't no NBA player. I was like, bro, that's motherfucking Victor Oladipo. Pull this thing off, bro. Hero heat, bro. Broken sing, dog. Like, I'm talking about like R and B albums. You think Miami's gonna miss him in this first round? No, you didn't. Even, I didn't even notice they had him. You think they beat the Bucks without him? No, I, I didn't think, either. That's crazy. I man. think the Bucks make the finals. We'll, we'll do we'll, that another. We'll do that. Another. We gotta do. You know what? I'm and I apologize to everybody listening because we should have did a playoff show. We should have, and we didn't. We should have did a playoff show. And I wish we could squeeze one in after the play-ins were set, but it might not be able to happen. But we definitely, at least after the first week of the playoffs, we definitely got to squeeze something out for the playoff show, give our finals prediction and whatnot. But we're going to say oh, yeah. that. I'm not going to give you all my final prediction, predictions now, but we have to we have to get that out. <clears throat> so uh, 2021 five-star prospect uh, Jaden Hardy, announced he is joining the joining the G League Ignite. So is the G League becoming a viable threat to college basketball, do you think? I think very much so because the players are looking at it like, okay, I can go to college basketball, play against guys my age, or I can go to the league. I mean I can go to the G League, which don't get don't get it wrong. And please don't get it confused. The G League is better competition than college basketball. Oh absolutely. And you look at guys like Jalen Green, and he said, and I and I I'm I'm behind what he said. He said if he went if he would have went to college basketball, he would have been the number one pick because he averaged 17 points in the G League this year, which I think is out of this world. And I believe if he went to college basketball, you easily look at a kid that averages 25 as a freshman. So I'm not too high on Kate Cunningham. I like him, but I personally think Jalen Green is better than him. I think Jalen Green is the best player in this this coming up draft, regardless. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. He played against grown men, averaged 17 a game, so, and shot a good a high percentage from the field. Yeah, like you had so, guys like Jeremy Lin and shit. Like, I know Jeremy Lin, like, people make jokes, but bro, he's a professional <laughs> fucking athlete. Exactly. He's a grown-ass man. It, and I believe his contract, he made $500,000 this year. College basketball, you're not making any money. And you play, you're playing against better competition. You're making half a million dollars. Absolutely, I think the G League is going to be a valuable option until college, play, until college basketball finds a way to pay its athletes. And I well, believe, I, I personally believe an athlete will take half the money to go play in college basketball versus the G League just for the experience. But they have to find a way to compensate them at all because it's kind of – I just – if you're coming from the background that a lot of these kids are coming from, you're looking at, okay, Duke is selling my jersey. I'm Duke games are selling out. I'm Zion Williamson. Duke games are selling out because everybody wants to come see me because I'm the next big thing. But right. my mom is back home, and she can't pay the light bill. Right. Make it make sense to me. Right. And – Oh shit! My fault. I went away for a second. Um, but 
you know, when it comes to stuff like that, um, it, it's time, you know, and we thought we were close to seeing it when the NCAA football decided that they were going to start paying for, to make college football again, the video game. Yeah, pay for, pay for the likeness. Yeah, right. Um, so so Kwame, Kwame Brown was on an interview the other day, and he brags about the screens he set for Kobe for Kobe and Kobe's 81-point game. I beg of you. <laughs> I do not want to give Kwame Brown a second of my energy because there's so, much I can, there's so much I can say about him. Can we please <laughs> – listen, Kwame Brown is Kwame Brown. Let's just please not give him a second of our energy. I'm not, bro, but I just think it's funny that you got you gotta chase you gotta chase it so hard, but you talk about screens you set. You wanna know something crazy though? And this might not be this is not it's not sports related, it's about Kwame Brown, but it's not sports related necessarily. You know his family is about that life. Not not that. Oh wow. Let's just say, and this is all available to you all on Google. So I'm just gonna say this. I want the pie. I want the podcast listeners to do their own research. Kwame Brown's father is currently serve, serving life because he buried a woman alive, and his brother, his brother is currently serving time because he shot his baby mama eight times. And we're not so talking Lee about Kwame, Kwame Brown. Yeah, leave Kwame Brown alone, man. <laughs> Yeah, if I, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah. <laughs> NBA announcing Marv Albert plans to retire after the 2021 Eastern Conference Finals. That so oh here's a good question. Marv Albert or Mike Breen? <laughs> Marv Albert, put him in. I think he deserves he deserves a spot in the basketball hall of fame. Who do you prefer as an announcer, though? I love I, – I like Marv Albert. I love – I don't know, bro. Something about bang. I don't – something about that. Oh, it is. So something right. of – Oh, bro, man. Something about that, bro. That shit, something about that, bro. To Iguodala, block my cheese. Yeah, bro. I don't give a fuck. Bring up whatever you want. That – bro, that shit. Last rebound, night, I was, I was listening to the Warriors Bosch. game. Uh, but I was watching uh I was listening to the Warriors game last night and all of a sudden bro all I hear is in Curry from three bro, I'm like, yeah, bro that, that shit gives yeah, me chills no matter wild. what bro yeah that is wild that is wild and you think about it man this man has two of the greatest calls he has the Ray Allen three he has the uh block the LeBron James block on Iguodala which is crazy which somehow both helped LeBron win championships. It did. That's kind of crazy, man. Yeah, you're right. I take that back. He's the best. He, listen, he deserves he deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. In the, oh, in the nation of basketball Hall of Fame, please, he deserves a spot without question. Absolutely. Uh, so Kyrie has officially joined the 50-40-90 club. He's just the ninth player to do, in NBA history to do it. Does this make him – so, you know, when you talk – Personally, I don't put Kyrie. I normally don't put Kyrie in my top three best point guards in the league. Call me crazy, I just don't. So I can name three point guards right now better than him. 
Because you got Steph, Damon, Steph, Damon, and CP. Steph, Damon, and CP. What about Russ? Bro, I've always – I have mixed emotions about Russ, bro, because – so Russ isn't a point guard to me. He's two-guard masquerading as a one. He's a two – yeah, he's a – he's bro, he's a fucking utility guard, bro. He does anything you need him to. He can play on or off the ball. So to me, he's a combo guard. Same thing with Kai, same thing with Kai yeah. though. I think Kai's a combo guard. Because James yeah. runs most of the point over there. I'm with you. And the 50 point 90 doesn't mean that much to me because of how many games he missed. And that man literally had more personal days than me. That's funny. <laughs> Bro, funny. The crazy, that, I get, that was a good one. <laughs> I get 15 days worth of vacation of personal days, and I swear Kyrie had more than me. <laughs> Bro, Kyle, yeah, he definitely, yeah, he definitely took some time. But no, I was just like, because, you know, I don't consider Kai to be a point guard. I don't consider fucking Steph to be a point guard, to be honest with you. You really, a point guard to me is Chris Paul. That's a point guard. Point guard. Chris is a fucking, bro. That man is a first ballot Hall of Famer just from how many franchises he's turned around. Bro took the Clippers to the conference finals. Bro took the Thunder back to the playoffs, and now it's ta- and now the fucking Suns got the best record they've ever had. Oh my gosh! Hold on, wait. This is something important. Keep talking. I'm sorry, but my video is gonna be paused for a second. Oh, you good? Um, but yeah. So that that's that's where we're at with that. Um, with with Kai, I don't know. I don't know much about him. As I just don't. I don't rock with him like that. Really. I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but I mean, he's still one of the best. He's still one of the best point guards in the league in my eyes. But like you said, I think I can name three point guards better than him if I try. So here, here's another question: Do you consider LeBron a point guard? Not this year. Last year, I would have considered him a point guard, but not this year as much. Do you consider Draymond Green a point guard? Draymond ran the point this year. But he's Draymond, a uh, point forward, but he definitely ran a point this year. Right. Um, so NBA.com uh, updated their MVP leaderboard, and not much has changed. Um, you got number 10, you got Devin Booker. Nine, you got Julius Randle. I think he should be higher. Eighth is Rudy Gobert for some fucking reason. Seventh is Chris Paul. He's too low. Sixth is Damian Lillard. He's too low. Fifth is Steph. He's too low. Fourth is Luka. He's too high. Third is Giannis. He's too high. Second is Joel Embiid. He's probably just right. And first is Nikolai Jokic. I think Jokic is MVP hands down. Easy. Jokic is MVP, but he's MVP because everybody else got hurt. Yeah, and he's but still he, hooping. Yeah, yeah, and when uh, Jamal Murray got hurt, we expected him to take a step back, but it was able to kind of really maintain. So I think he's the MVP. But it's one of those weird years where he's the MVP because LeBron was a front runner. He got hurt. Jo- uh, Joel Embiid, well, Joel Embiid and LeBron was like 1A, 1B, and they got hurt. So I could see why you – why it would go to Jokic and Steph only because his team is seated so low. If he would have got up to about that fifth or fourth or fifth seed, I think Steph would have been MVP. 
I agree. I think Julius Randle should be higher. I I mean, as a Knicks fan, I just don't want to be biased, but I think so too because no. clearly, bro, you took your team from the worst record, one of the worst records in the league to playoffs. Let's think about this. I want us to put this in perspective. When you think about health, you think about production and everything considered, is there a player out east that was better than Julius Randle? When you consider help, he played, he played most of the game. Like he wasn't, he wasn't missing games for injury. He was consistent. Only, he was playing. He was. All the person I can say would be, would be Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler started the year off kind of shaky, though. I don't. But I, I don't think I Butler gets the love he deserves, bro. He doesn't. Butler, and the thing is about Butler, he's not gonna get the love he deserves because he understands in Miami, he's not necessarily. If Butler wanted to go out there and give you twenty five a game, he could. It might be a ugly looking twenty five a game. But he could do it. But he understands Miami is a team, and he's able to find his way and work amongst the team. And he, because he's looking at the bigger picture, Miami is built for built for the playoffs. I don't care what they did in the regular season. Miami's built for the playoffs. I like Spo. I like Jimmy Butler. I wish they had Oladipo. I like Bam. Bam, who's at who's in the Defensive Player of the Year running. So they got a good squad out there, man. They're built for the playoffs. They wasn't. Everybody was concerned about them in the regular season. They wasn't worried about it. So if Jimmy Butler wanted to go out there at regular season award and wanted to be first team All NBA, he absolutely could not Oh, but so here's my thing: Are you sold on Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero, I mean, I'm gonna give him a break for this year. Which he had a solid year. It's not as bad as everybody's trying to make it seem. It's just that they expected him to make a jump between year one and year two. But last year he was so successful and he started getting mentioned in like mainstream media. Jack Harlow made a song about him, he started dating the Instagram model. Just give him, I'm gonna give him this year to adjust to the fame. Next year is when I'm really gonna start judging him. If he doesn't make a jump after next year, then maybe I'll hop down his neck. But I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like, yo, he's a kid. He's a kid who's Maybe maybe just turned 21 in Miami. I know how I was at 21. I can't blame him, man. So he's like, yeah. Come on. I'm I'm not I'm not blaming Tyler Hero for that, man. He's a kid who's in Miami. What else do you expect? So is Duncan Robinson the best shooter in basketball? Second best shooter in basketball? No. You don't think Duncan Robinson's the second best shooter in basketball right now? No, I put Steph Curry. If I'm including Clay Thompson, I put Clay Thompson. Joe Harris. What about active that are, that are currently playing? Well, I can argue Joe Harris still. No, I still didn't. But what? I ain't heard his name all year. He averaged like 14 a game this year, actually. Which is wild because he went from – like he's like his seventh option on his team right now. I mean, he gets a lot of open shots, though, so. Yeah, bro, he – the Nets, bro. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna we'll, we'll talk about that. Then different. Um, so Steph Curry wins the 2020-21 NBA scoring title. The only player to the only players to win multiple scoring titles, MVPs, and NBA titles in NBA history. MJ will and now MJ will Kareem and now Steph. Just just saying. Facebook guard there to basketball, but you know, whatever. We ain't gonna talk about it. We ain't gonna do it this time. We ain't gonna rock. So, speaking of your I'm, boy Russ, your boy Russ uh, just finished his 
fourth fucking season averaging a triple double. Anyways, I want to hear your thoughts on Steph. I just want to throw that rust thing out there real quick. Oh, I don't have much to say about Steph. You know, congratulations. He deserves it. He's been out there balling. He's starting the year kind of slow, but he's been out there balling. And I think the when the Warriors get everybody back, they're gonna be writing writing the thick of things. Russell, I think it's incredible because I remember before he, the first year he averaged triple double, everybody kept saying it was like right after Katie left, and they was like, "Do you think when it was, you know, all these different platforms wondering if he averaged a triple double?" And I heard countless, countless, countless people, Chris Broussard, the main one. Saying nobody would ever average a triple double again after after Oscar Robinson. He said nobody would ever average a triple double again. And here goes Russell Russell Westbrook doing it for the fourth time. It's incredible. It's just that I wish he would equate more wins. But you look at the time around him, I can understand it. But that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's too. impressive. Bro averages 22, 11, and eleven with the talent around him. <laughs> it's the it's. I'm more impressed with the rebounds, man. He doesn't get like, okay, I go out there and get 13, 10, and 10. No, he's out there getting 20, 13, and then 20 assists, which is crazy for somebody who they claim didn't pass the ball. Yeah, that shit is crazy. So shout, um, shout out to him, which I think this is his, uh, as far as numbers-wise, this is like his, one of his better uh, triple-double seasons. Like, it's not even close. Where he could have, you know, the first year I remember it was like, okay, he needs this to lock up the triple double season. Now he's like 22, 11, and 11. It wasn't even close, man. Brother, and that's how, and his assist, he almost averaged 12 assists. I think he led the league in assists. Shout to Russell Westbrook. Um, so the Knicks. Speaking of the Knicks, I love playing in New York. I want to retire as a New York Knicks. Julius Randle has committed his the rest of his career to the New York Knicks. Do you think that actually happened? It's not likely. I would love for it to happen. In my perfect offseason, we re-sign Julius Randle. We go after Lonzo Ball and New Orleans decides not to match it. So you're but, you're sold on Lonzo. I am sold on Lonzo. If the Knicks listen to me, honestly, man, we'll be such a better, a better team. Because oh. I was, I was so pissed when we drafted Kevin Knox over Michael Porter Jr. Because I was like, the Knicks haven't. Because the thing is, it was like they wanted somebody that could play now. Because Michael, Porter, it was clear Michael Porter Jr. had to sell out of the year. But in my eyes, it was like, yo, the Knicks haven't been to the finals since 1994. If Michael Porter, if we draft Michael Porter and he's a bust, who the fuck cares? Right. If, you draft Kevin Knox and he's a bust. If, if we if we don't draft him and he's great, guess what? I'm pissed. So I hope we can get Drew Randall back, man, especially since he's been able to shoot the three this year. So, you know, I'm hoping that he actually is a lifer in New York. Hey, bro, he's a hooper. Uh, Lakers should never let him go. Lakers had, Lakers had Brandon Ingram, Julius Randall, and D'Angelo Russell. And Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo Ball. And they could have kept and they could have kept all of them and added LeBron James. But you know, that's a different that's a different discussion for a different game. I'm telling you right now, if I'm the Lakers, I'd Coos would have been the first one packing. Anyway. Let's keep going. We can uh, go into a whole deep dive <laughs> on that. 
So uh, the 2021 Basketball Hall of Fame class has been announced. So the players are Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, Chris Weber, and Ben Wallace. The coaches are uh, Rich, uh, Rick Edelman, Jay Wright, and Bill Russell. WNBA is Yolanda Griffith, uh, Lauren Jackson, and International Committee. International Committee is Tony Kukoc. So Chris Bosch was not named a finalist for the Hall of Fame class last year, but the two-time champ now getting his much-deserved introduction. Here's my thing, bro, and I've said this before and I've said it again. People act like Chris Bosch wasn't nice, bro. People act like Chris Bosch wasn't a – like I have a stats right here. He's an 11-time All-Star, two-time NBA champion. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, he had 17,189 career points and 7,592 career rebounds. I mean, the thing about Chris Bosh not getting in last year, you look at that class last year, it was just stacked. So, Chris Bosh, everybody knows Chris Bosh deserved to be a Hall of Famer. It was just, it was a stacked class last year. You had Kevin Kobe, Barnett, Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, Duncan right? and Kobe. Yeah. So, I mean, you weren't getting in on none of that. Yeah. I'm just what I'm saying. It's not like, it's not like anybody was trying to, you know, disrespect or throw shade to one. It's just like, man, that was a stacked class. And I think even Bosh understands, okay. That was probably the hardest class I could ever go against. The person I'm most excited about getting in was actually two people. I'm fighting. I thought Chris Webber should have been Chris Webber should have been in the Hall of Fame, but Ben Wallace, man, people don't give enough yeah. respect to Ben Wallace, and I'm excited that he's getting in, man, because he deserves it. He deserves it. Is she? She's not in the Hall of Fame, is he? Nah, she's not in the Hall of Fame. He deserves it, Max. She's a baller, man. I love her. She talking about a fat hooper, bro. It's fat. Oh, Jay Jay White deserves it too. Also, also. Tony Kukoc like does too. too. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. So, uh, Jay Cole signed a deal to go play professional basketball, and in his debut, my boy had three points, three rebounds, two assists. He was an efficient one for three from the field in 17 minutes and a W. They won't pass my boy Cole the ball, but I want to see Cole. I don't care, man. I've come to the conclusion that J. Cole's the GOAT when it comes to the to this rap game. His oh, album he's the goat. Yeah, is bro. so fire that yeah. I don't care. I don't, yeah, I don't care. Wait a minute. Bro can go out there and have 27 turnovers. Yo, his album is and to me, let me say it on the pod. If y'all haven't listened to it, man, go check out J. Cole's album, The Off Season, because yeah, to me, album. it's his best piece of work. Because it's better than it's better than Forest Hill Drive to me. Because when it comes to bars, he's a living straight bar. So he can go out there and do nothing. And I do not care. I'm gonna J. Tell Cole you right is now. a goat when it comes I'm to rap. Right North Carolina is the culture. I'm gonna tell you right now. 95, bro, 95 South. Is gonna be my most played song of, put of it, ever, bro. Put it, put it in right on your head, you Luigi brother. Now, no. That man said so many shells up on the ground. It made the Easter Bunny pearl. Come on, man. Now I'm gonna give me started on cold, man. You go to the next topic because I can go into a whole. And, yeah, but I'm going to a whole rabbit hole talking about this album, man. bro. Yeah, that that album was wild, but um. So, Sue Bird pass, passes Lisa Leslie moving to seventh all-time on the WNBA scoring list. Sue Bird recently found out that her 
her teammate, uh, Kiki Herbert's mom, is actually the same age as Sue Bird. Sue Bird is currently playing her 20th season in the WNBA. Bro, is it time to start talking about Sue Bird as one of the greatest women's athletes of all time? Without, uh, without question, man. Sue Bird is one of her the Her Diana Taurasi. Uh, listen, Cheryl Miller. Oh, shit. Cheryl Miller. Cheryl Miller people, people, forget, people forget Cheryl Miller because of the fact that she that the WNBA wasn't a thing. If the WNBA was a thing when she was around, I think she would clearly be the GOAT. Like, think about this, man. She used to and Reggie admits to it. She used to dominate Reggie Miller, man. Bro, she scored 160 points in a high school year. Yeah, she's she's listen, Cheryl Miller's the GOAT. But Sue Bird, man, she's had a fantastic career. And she's definitely one of the one of the GOATs. When I think Sue Bird, I think Steve Nash. So right. Yo, I feel that. Yeah. I actually feel that. I, I agree with that, actually. Let me add some, um, because it's not in here. Yo, if y'all not paying attention to WNBA, if y'all wasn't paying attention to not this last year in college and women's college basketball, the year before that, Sabrina Inescu, that girl can play, man. Bro, she's a fucking hooper, bro. <laughs> she is a baller. But you know who is a hooper in women's college basketball right now? Who? That chick from UConn, bro. <laughs> Paige. Oh, you talking about, oh, yeah, the point guard? Yo, I watched her this year, bro. Dog, bro, dog. She not better than who? And this is what made me start watching women's women's basketball, period. Who? She from UConn, too. A lot of them, bro. (laughs) Listen, man, Maya Moore. Oh, bro, Maya Moore is a goat, yo, bro. <laughs> yo, Maya Moore was a bucket, man. You know who people sleep on in women's basketball, bro? Who? Fucking uh, Skylar Diggins, bro. <laughs> Skylar Diggins, Skylar Diggins is still a baller, man. Oh, she a Hoover, bro. Brittany, bro, remember Brittany Griner? Her name? She, she's a she's a champion, bro. She's six eight, bro. <laughs> remember she said she beat Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, I, I ain't even getting that. She was tripping. <laughs> she was hot. Oh, uh, so but Candace Parker signed with Chicago. Signed with the Chicago Sky this summer, so she she had her first game. Um, she had a 16, eight, 16 points, eight rebounds, four four assists, and three blocks. <laughs> She's not open, but she still can play. Yeah, but it don't matter how old you are, bro. Hoop or hoop. Um, so moving on to baseball. Um, so the Angels are the Angels released uh future Hall of Famer first baseman Albert Pujols, but Albert Pujols then two days later agrees to dip uh, uh, agreed to a deal with the Dodgers. Uh, Pujols will be getting paid roughly $432,000 in his deal with the Dodgers. I'm all for it, bro. I don't even fuck. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't move. I wanted to work for us. I wanted us to sign him when he was leaving fucking St. Louis. I did too. And I'm glad we did. That first year he Me had, too. that first year when he, what, that he had with Los Angeles was terrible. Yeah, he was never good with the Angels. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'll take him. I don't think it moves the needle because 
the thing that dodges me, man, that bullpen, man. <laughs> Bro, which that is fucking pen. crazy. I thought that was – do you miss – uh? even though he didn't play last year, do you think we should have got Price back? Absolutely. Man, because that bullpen can use some work. Bro, you know who we should have went after? Who? Fucking Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, I don't think that would have happened though, man. How much? How deep are the are the Dodgers' pockets? There's no cap, so deep, I understand that. Deep enough to pay fucking Clayton Kershaw all that fucking money. Man, you're looking Can like you imagine? now. You you just trying to buy a championship. Nah, but I'm saying, bro, like you you let pitch you let some pitches go. You let some people you let some pieces walk. You know. So you, you would have let Kershaw walk, even though Kershaw had a good postseason for the first no, time. I would no, no, no. I would have kept Kershaw. Okay, but we let Price walk. I I, w- I would have wanted to bring Price back, but would you have preferred him or Bumgarner? Bumgarner. Well, Bumgarner really did. He didn't really get paid that much from the Diamondbacks. Yeah, Bumgarner, without question. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't really get that much bread from the from the Diamondbacks. Yeah, but at the end of the day, man, that's not fair. Bumgarner and Kershaw, come on, that's not even fair. Bro, the fucking Giants had Bumgarner and Tim Lincecum. Remember that shit? Remember Tim Lincecum, bro, the freak? Remember that motherfucker? Yeah. You right. You bro, got a point was, there. That's what I'm saying. Bro, if, like, MLB, the show, the video game, bro, I'll make us a perfect roster right now. Man, what's going on with MLB, man? What's up with all these no-nos? That's a good fucking – there's six of them going on this season. You think you think a perfect game is gonna happen? You remember that year where it was uh they had two perfect games and it should have been the third one, but the umpire made a bad call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I remember so, that. Year. The, uh, so with the way things going, man, I think you might actually sneak a perfect game in somewhere this year. I think I think uh I think it comes from probably like the NL West. Probably somewhere out there. Okay. I think it comes. I think it comes from a. It's not gonna come from a Dodgers team, unless well, Kershaw just about, gets on a fucking roll. Yeah, the, the thing about Dodgers, even if the pitching is good, they're not gonna let him pitch the whole game to where he gets a perfect game. Right. I mean, uh, so Corbin Burns makes history: an MLB record fifty-two Ks with no walks to start the fucking season. That's crazy. When you think about that, bro, you've seen 52 batters and you haven't walked a single one. That's ungodly. That's fucking crazy. But so when when you look at it like that, so the Braves did a good job of this last year. Do you think MLB should start dipping in their, their farm pots more? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think Absolutely. there's a lot of farm players that can make a difference. You saw what the Braves did. I mean, damn. Braves had us 3-1. Take fat L's, but, you know, whatever. World Series champs, bitch. Fuck, fuck the Braves. You better check the stats. You better check the resume. Shoot. Hey, look. I don't want, I don't it's only one team. It's only one team. I don't even care. Okay, yeah, we're not looking good. It's only one team. I'm scared of. Padres. 
I can't stand them damn Padres, man. Bro, fucking, bro. I remember when we when we let Manny Machado walk. Man, dog, that motherfucker is balling. <laughs> I can stand the Padres. Oh, he is fucking balling though, bro. You know it. Absolutely, bro. I heard, uh, I heard the Dodgers might be interested in Giancarlo Stanton next year. I'm with it. This the run is right now for the Dodgers. I think you oh, got to yeah. run off as many World Series as you can because you have a chance yes. to go back to back this year. It's just that I honestly don't see any team better than the Dodgers right now besides the Padres. Can, can you believe? It's just like sometimes I think about it. I can't believe the Red Sox gave us Mookie Betts, man. For nothing, yeah. It's just it's just hard to believe. Bro, like he won you a World Series, and then he went and won LA a World Series. Man, I remember I was in Atlanta when we won a World Series, and uh, Cody Bellinger hit a home run. I remember the cockiness when that swing, man. As soon as he hit it, he just looked, and the way he threw that bat down, I knew it was going to win. Oh, bro, he's he definitely deserved that MVP. Yeah, absolutely. Because he, he had been shaky all postseason. But he came up in the fucking, bro. That fucking hey, work. You know, you know who had been consistent that whole postseason, though? Who? Corey. Seager? Yes, sir. A lot, of mad, a lot of people were mad Mookie didn't win it. I wasn't. I have a Corey Seager jersey, man. Do you? I do. I bring it out for the next five. Bro, I don't have one really. I don't have any jerseys, bro. I have one USC jersey. I have a Troy Palmolive jersey. Bugging. I gotta give me a, I gotta give me that Mookie Bass jersey. Oh, bro, we've been saying that since I remember we were working together when when Mookie got traded to the Dodgers. <laughs> yes, and we said we gotta get that jersey. I got a Corey Singer jersey, but I gotta get bro, that Mookie Bass jersey. I'm about it, bro. I, I might go ahead and buy one, bro, because that would yeah. be Mookie Bez is like, bro. I'm telling you, I'm going back to LA and I'm going to see if I'm going to see Mookie play in person, bro. And crazy, crazy story, Pod. I actually, a girl bought me one of those, bought me a Mookie Bez jersey, but things didn't go right. Damn, son. <laughs> I know, man. Sent me the order confirmation and everything. Oh, it was, it was, a, it was a blue one. It was a blue one. I never got it. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but I fumbled the bag. Hey, you you get the bag and fumble it. I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Let me, let's not get copy. Let's not get copyrighted. I'm sorry, nah, bro. Who? No, nobody know. Damn, man. Who, man? Quavo might watch this. Shit, no dope. Uh, so Forbes put out their top ten highest paid athletes um this year. <clears throat> so number ten is Kevin Durant, seventy five million. Not number nine is Tom Brady, 76 million. Number eight is Lewis Hamilton at 82 million. Uh, number seven is Federer, 90 million. Number six is Neymar, 95 million. LeBron is at five with 90, 96.5 million. Fourth is Dak Prescott at 107.5 million dollars. Number three is Cristiano Ronaldo, 120 million. Number two is Lionel Messi at 130 million. Conor McGregor is the highest paid athlete last year, bro. 
proper 12. Believe me. And next year, he's going to be even higher. He's going to be number one again next year because he just sold proper 12 for like, I want to say it was, they said he sold it for like a, uh, 600 million and he had 51% stake. So yeah, he's going to be number one again next year. He Most of that money was made off of proper 12. So, Bro, Steph wasn't even top 10, bro. And think about how much money that motherfucker makes. Yeah. yeah, you put in endorsements and all that. Uh, it's gonna be crazy because Floyd fights this year too, so Floyd's gonna probably break the uh, gonna get on the list if he fights because he only fights once. If he fights again before the year out, he's gonna be in the top ten for sure, probably top five. All right, but, fuck it. I'll ask you who wins him or Logan Paul. Don't ask me stupid questions. Maybe Floyd wins, right? Absolutely, no questions. Logan all Paul. Right, so then, who wins? Because they're going to fight. Who do you think, Jake Paul or Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather. Jake Paul doesn't let it land a clean punch on Floyd unless he wants him to. I, I agree. Okay. Let's make sure because I ain't a lot, bro. I thought about buying that Jake Paul merch that got your hat shit, bro. I thought it was Oh, that was shit. dope. It was beautiful marketing. Bro, I th- I had it in my cart, bro. I had a hat that said, got your hat, and then I had a shirt, bro. You I was going to do it. I'm still thinking about it. It's still sitting in the cart. That is great marketing. Um, He got a tattoo that says, got your hat. In the airport, bro. That's dope. Shout out to Jay Paul. I love what he's doing. In that video, bro said, got your hat. (laughs) Bro, he's smart. Michael Jackson, he, he. He's smart, man. He's smart. Whatever you call, call him what you want, but he's smart. Oh, yeah, and he's a millionaire. I already made sixty-two million off that fight, that last fight he had. Listen, if he, the thing is about Jay Paul, he's smart because it's like, okay, I'm gonna fight all of these people. At first, you told me I fought a YouTuber, I made millions. You told me, okay, fight an athlete. I fought Nate Robinson, not the mouth, made millions. Now you tell me fight a fighter. I fought Ben Askren, who's not known as a striker, not the mouth, made millions. I'm gonna keep fighting people. And when I finally fight somebody that I know can beat me, it's going to be for the biggest payday possible. So I'm only fighting McGregor or Mayweather. Bro, McGregor needs to to go ahead and sleep him, bro. Listen, he knows he can't beat McGregor or Mayweather. But but he also knows once he loses to them, it's over. So he's going to keep fighting people that he knows he can beat until he gets one of those two fights. Bro, slept. Or Daniel Cormier. Bro, I heard he wants to fight uh Javante Davis. All right, man. Let's not talk about this. I'm going to I'm going to Javante Davis fight next month. Tickets going to tomorrow. Are you? <laughs> yes, I'm going. It's in Atlanta. I'm going to the fight next month. The tickets going to tomorrow at 10 a.m. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna make sure I cop my tickets. And I'm going to the Javante Davis fight tomorrow. Who is he fighting? I mean, well, I'm going to the Javante Davis fight. Next month. Uh he's fighting an uh, undefeated lightweight champion. I forgot, but it doesn't matter. He's gonna knock him out. So who wins? Uh Javante Davis or Ryan Garcia? Man, fuck Ryan Garcia. He's scared to fight Javante Davis. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's he's scared of that power because Ryan Garcia said I, he said on the hot boxing podcast with uh with Mike Tyson, he said the Javante Davis fight is put on hold because a 
the biggest fight of his life came about and he can't possibly pass that up. He hasn't said anything else about it. So Javante Davis immediately tweeted that, okay, he's fighting Manny Pacquiao or some shit in the exhibition. But that hasn't been confirmed. And I understand you fight Manny Pacquiao, that's going to be the biggest fight that you can possibly get. But Ryan Garcia, man, he's scared of, he's scared of Javante Davis because even um, even his team, I believe Bob, Bob Aaron's promote him. He said, you know, that's not the fight they're looking at right now. They know that he's not ready for Javante Davis because he almost got dropped by his last opponent. You get hit by Javante Davis, it ain't no almost getting dropped, man. That man's the man, hardest hitter in the box. You are you going night night. You going night night. And I'm glad you said something <laughs> about Javante Davis. I gotta check up on song. Well, about to go look at the damn ticket website. Um, but that brings us to. New show don't mean I'm changing the CT trade the stats of the day. That don't mean nothing because I'm gonna do it. Um, so CT's crazy stats of the day brought to you by me, the one and only. Um, crazy stat number one: Bruce Arians played quarterback at Virginia Tech. He rushed for eleven touch. Or he rushed for eleven touchdowns in 1974. The most rushing touchdowns Michael Vick ever had in a season at Virginia Tech was nine. That's crazy because if you want to put this in the crazy stat of the day, I never would have thought, oh, damn, the Wizards won. Breaking news, too, y'all. Wizards eliminate Indiana with ease to secure East final playoff spot will face top seeded 76 starting Sunday. Okay, but anyway, if you wanted to put this in the CT crazy stat of the day, there's no way I would have believed it. Hmm. I would never so, thought that. That's crazy. Never, bro. Um, so crazy said number two today, Dwayne Wade was never the highest paid person on his team ever. That is actually crazy. That is actually crazy because after Shaq left, who was paid more than him? I need to know. Bro, me fucking too. Um, crazy said number three from excuse me. From 2005 to 2012, Dirk only had one teammate made that made the all-star team during the seven-year span. But during the seven-year span, Dallas made the finals twice and won a championship. Tell me Dirk's not one of the greatest basketball players of all fucking time. He is, but who made the all-star game? Jason Kidd, Jason Terry? It was either Kidd or Marion. No, it was Sean Marion. How would that book ass jumper? Bro, jump shot like right. Bro, John Charles looked like uh, the me characters bowling on the Wii. But he played defense, though. He did. Um, and the last crazy stat, this one was actually brought to you by Chris. Good job here, Chris. Um, in 2003, Bruce Bowen shot 44% from three, but only shot 40 from the free throw line. I had to, had to, I had to send that because I think that's wild. How do you shoot a better percentage from three than you do from the free throw line? It's not like he was a low body three point shooter. That's all he did, three and D. Bro, what? You shot 40 from the free throw line? Bro, they're free. You, you're they're by free, yourself. They're, they're literally free throws at the basket. I, I, in, high, in high school, bro, I, my coach would tell us if you didn't make five free throws, you're not leaving. <laughs> Listen, man, I, um, I went to. A recreational center by the 
before, right before the pandemic hit, and I was shooting with somebody, and they couldn't hit free throws. I was like, man, yo, that free throws in the basket. I said, literally, the basket is never going to move. And so, yeah, I said, give me. I told them to give me the ball, and they gave me the ball. I shot three free throws. You know, drained all three of them because I was like, because it was just like, you know, once you drain the first one, just do everything you did on the first one. So I said, give it to me. I closed my eyes. For eight for no, for 10 straight free throws, I closed my eyes and made eight out of 10. And I was like, yo, the basket's never moving. Yeah, bro, the basket's in one. And that's one thing, bro. And I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I was not the best free throw shooter in high school because I didn't do it a lot. I didn't shoot a lot of free throws in high school. I'm going to be honest with you. That's what I, it's, I just didn't do it. So, I, like, career, I was probably, like, 86, 85, that's, probably. That's, that's solid. I'll that's, like, that. a big – that's, like, a that's a, a solid big man in the NBA. You make an eight and a half out of ten? I'll take that for sure any day. Yeah. But then, I mean, from, like, three, I was shooting, like, 50. That's so solid. That's make, great. Didn't make sense. But it didn't make sense, though, because I'm, like – how can I hit 50 from 22 feet away, but I can't hit 100 from fucking 12 feet away? It's 10 feet it's, closer, bro. And I'm I getting guarded out here. As a shooter, I understand. Oh, yeah. Somebody who that's all I did, I was damn good at it. That's all I fucking did, bro. But that brings us to the end of the first timeout with CT and Chris. Uh, a little backstory about the name. Um, I was sitting thinking, um, Chris and I were brainstorming names, you know, I sent him a couple different ones. We thought of a couple different ones, threw a couple of things out there. Timeout kind of, it kind of gave me a different perspective on the sports world. Cause you know, all the time it's not going to be sports. There's going to be some off the field stuff, off the court stuff, uh, just random stuff, like talking about music, talking about, you know, rappers becoming basketball players like it's always it's always good to keep your ends open um we definitely don't want to be limited to just being about a sports show because you know yeah sports is great and fun but me chris and i also have different avenues that we like to explore like uh as you can tell chris is very passionate about music as am i and that's something that chris and i bond bonded over a lot actually was talking about music um, so, you know, you're going to hear different things coming from us. It's not just going to be all sports all the time. Um, I get, you know, intro, what the intro says and all that, but it's definitely something we want to open up and kind of give you guys real life stuff. Um, you know, I think maybe Chris and I are going to start kind of sharing some stories from back in our day. You, you hear me throw basketball in there. I know Chris had his success at the sports he played and the, you know, stuff he did, um, we were both successful at some at a different kind of sport, uh, whether it be basketball, football, track, tennis, soccer, whatever. We we probably tried it. Um, so that's why I left the name open, kind of just you know, let's take a time out and let's just talk real quick, you know. Um, so that's kind of where the name came from. It's a little original thing. Um, nothing's gonna change for me. You're gonna get the same shit you always get from me. CT's crazy stats. Um, I'm still gonna give everything I give. Chris is going to be Chris. We're just going to do what we do. Uh, this is a new chapter um, that Chris and I are, are excited to be moving forward on. Um, you know, it's all love between everything going on. Um, you know, everything going on behind the scenes is all love. There's no, no ill will towards anything going on. Uh, you know, Prevo decided to move in a different direction. 
um, than where we were going. And, um, you know, it's all love to him. Um, I give him his flowers for sure. Because without him, I wouldn't be in front of you guys today. Um, we started with him, you know, Chris came on and joined and, you know, did what he did. Um, it's all love between me and him. Um, it's all going to be, you know, I wish him the best of luck in whatever he does. Um, you know, like I said, his flowers are definitely given. Um, I appreciate him for the time that he put in with me and doing all the stuff that we did. Um, you know, it was a lot of hours spent doing this. This stuff is not as easy as people think it is. Um, hosting a podcast, running a podcast, it's not easy. Um, <laughs> it's fucking tedious because if stuff doesn't go on in sports for a while, you're like, ah, fuck. I don't really have anything to talk about. Um, so you got to kind of just improvise. Um, so, but like I said, it's all love. Um, this is the new direction we're going. This is a new chapter that we're opening up, um, closing the door on the last one but we'll never forget the last one because the last one made us into who we are right now as far as the podcast platform and stuff that we are on. Um, but we do have a lot of big things coming in store. I know Chris and I have been talking rapidly about stuff, getting stuff moving. Um, but I'm going to let Chris say what he's got to say, and then we're going to get out of here for the night, guys. All right, so first thing first, of course, like always, I love doing this. And I'm just – I just love the fun that I have when I do this. Um, with this new podcast that we're starting, I'm excited. And I'm just looking forward to whatever, you know, the world brings to us. Like CC said, you know, it's all love. And personally, I know I wish, I so much wish Primo was here with us because I, I just think the dynamic of us three is great. Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. So, I just, so, you know, tune in. You know, we're going to have fun with this. Like you said, you know, we're going to have different things. It's, it's while it's focused on sports, we might have stories that branch off like you saw in the J. Cole thing just a couple minutes ago. Boom. Yeah, we hit on that in the J. Cole playing the basketball and that, and then we hit on the music real quick. Well, it's going to be centered around sports, but we may hit on things real quick. And trust, I want to hear y'all feedback on all of this because I want to know where y'all mind, mind is at and what, and what y'all think. Um, Another thing is – dang, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Sorry, good. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> I had it on the tip of my tongue. But – you know, I just love doing this, and I enjoy having a good time. And I want to say this before anybody takes this name, just to know that I thought of it, and nobody can take it. And another thing, name that I was thinking for the podcast was Unsportsmanlike Conduct, because I thought that would have been a dope name, which I didn't <laughs> choose the CT because I like timeout so much. So if y'all ever use the name Unsportsmanlike Conduct, now that it's on camera, I thought of it first. So. That's what it is, and I and until next time, we're gonna to try to bang out an episode at least one week after the playoffs start. We need we're gonna to try to bang out an episode if we can get one in next week. Trust me and believe me, we're gonna to try to bang it out. But right. until next time, you know, I'm Chris, and I'm please CT and we out. Next podcast, yes sir. Peace.